And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Y'all are very quiet. Y'all have it? Y'all have, have your Bibles on you, everybody? No? Philippians 4, no, no, okay. Y'all have your Bibles, right? Y'all not waiting on the screen, are you? Oh, phones? I don't like phones. Y'all, Bibles? You gotta, you gotta be able to smell that, smell the paper and the ink on that Bible, man. Okay, y'all ready to read it this time? Yes. All right, we're going to start the recording over. Philippians 4.19. <laughs> Let's read it together. Ready, read. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. Amen. That's better. We're talking tonight on part two, supply and on demand. Supply on demand, part two. Thank you, Father, for giving us opportunity to spend this time in your word. I pray that you speak now from heaven. Give me words to say, Father, that will penetrate the hearts of your people, and I pray that your people, as they hear the word of God, that the word is sown upon good ground and it will produce the harvest you sent it to produce, and I pray that each life will be drastically changed because of the word, the revelation that we received this night. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Supply on demand. Hallelujah. Now, God made all the treasures of his kingdom available to his children. Did you hear what I said? God has made all the treasures of his kingdom. Pull me back a little bit, media. I'm getting a little feedback back here. He's made all the treasures of his kingdom available to his children. There's a scripture in Luke 12, 32. It's similar to Matthew 6. Remember, Jesus goes through that thing about taking no thought about your life and so forth. In Luke 12, 32, Jesus says this. He says, do not fear, little flock. He says, but it is your father's what good pleasure to give you it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom so God has made all the treasures of his kingdom available to his children how many of God's children do I have here tonight so he's made all I don't know if y'all catching this all the treasures of his kingdom are available to you Do you remember when um, Herodias danced for Herod? And he was so wooed by her. I don't know if she twerked or whatever. She did something. She must have had a twerk or something. He was so moved that, I mean, this, this wasn't liturgical dancing. Not, not to make him say, I will give you up to half my kingdom. That's no regular dance right there. You remember Queen Esther when she went before the king, Ahasuerus, and the Bible says that he even offered Queen Esther half the kingdom. Now, so when you hear that, you think, wow. I mean, a kingdom has all kind of treasures. Yes, and I'm trying to get you to see tonight what Jesus said in Luke 12, 32. He said, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He didn't see it and offer us half of it. Give, give the whole thing. Hallelujah. Are y'all catching this here? 
Now you think about, you know, uh, Ahasuerus offering Esther half the kingdom, and you think about Herod offering Herodias half the kingdom. Well, because they're, they have limits, and they know, you know, there's only so much they have, so they're not going to offer all of it because, you know, I, I, I only have so much. But God offers the whole thing because it's always being replenished. God never runs out. If, if every one of us became trillionaires tomorrow, God would still have plenty more for the next group the next day. Are you following what I'm saying? So God has made all the treasures available to us, and uh, he wants us to have them. Uh, give me that Luke 12, 32. Give it to me in the Message Bible, please, the Message tra Translation. Hallelujah. Message Translation. It says, what I'm trying to do here is get you, this is, it takes... Uh, three verses or four verses, whatever, 29, 30, 31, 32. It says, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. <laughs> Pastor Kim talked about that this morning. Not be so preoccupied with getting so you, you can respond to God's giving. So don't be so worried about trying to get stuff that you're missing out on God's giving. See, if you get preoccupied with getting, you have to try to do it on your own, not allowing God to do it for you. People don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Keep going, please. Keep going. Next, next verse. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Find, you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. Get over your FOMO. Y'all heard of FOMO? Fear of missing out. He said, don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. He wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Hallelujah. So he wants us to come to him. God doesn't want us to go to anybody else to get our support and our supply. Amen? Let's go to that scripture here. Uh, scripture, Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. And let's go right to the Amplified Classic Version. I want you to see this here. Look at what it says. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Hallelujah. I got somebody with me today. I'm looking. Do not fret or have any anxiety. Relax. About anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests. Everybody say definite requests. What's a definite request? It's a defined request. It's not any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. I'm going to come over here. It's not any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Now, I'm sure if God blesses us, we'll be happy with what he does, but he's telling us don't come to him like that. He says, come to him with a definite request. Know what you want. I mean, I'm sure if you're a parent and you remember having little kids, it would frustrate you when little kids, your, your children would come to you and, and, and telling you, I want mom, I want, what do you want? What? Just... What do, you, what do you want? And they're going back and forth. What do, what, you want chocolate milk? Do, you want white, strawberry milk? What, what do you want? 
And the Lord is saying to us, make a definite request. Lord, I, I want a car. What kind of car? I just need four wheels and a steering wheel. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do me like that. He says, definite request. Now watch this. With thanksgiving, continue to make your what? Your wants. Your wants known to God. Why not make your needs known to God? Because Matthew 6 says your father already knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So don't even utter. Don't even bring up your needs. We should be, we should be past needs. Hello, somebody. We should be past needs. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He says, so continue to make your wants known to God with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So make the request with thanksgiving. Make the request with thanksgiving. Now, why? Now, let's go to 1 John 5, verse 14, 15. Stay in Amplified Classic, please. 1 John 5, 14, 15, Amplified Classic. Here's why we're coming with thanksgiving. It says, and this is the confidence. Can you read it with me? Ready? Read. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. For we are sure that if we ask, make according to his will in agreement now wait, he is, this is his own plan to bless you. You don't have to trick God into blessing you. You don't have to con God and manipulate God into blessing you. You don't have to make a deal with God to bless you. It's his plan. It's his will. He wants to do it. So we're doing this uh, in according to his will in, in his will in agreement with his own plan. Notice it says he listens to us, so we have the confidence that he listens to and hears us. Okay, now let's keep going. Verse 15, ready, go. And if since we positively know in, we also know, come on, settle, that we have granted to us as our, the request. Now, did you see that he says here, the Amplified, which spells out the Greek for us here, that it says we have granted to us as our present possessions. Oh, y'all, don't, don't be slow this evening. We have granted to us as our present possessions. That means when I make the request, the moment I make the request, if I know I'm asking according to his will, according to his plan, it becomes my present possession. Y'all slow down in the back. Not my future possession, my present possession. That means that if I ask, when I ask, the Bible says in, in, in Mark 11, 24, therefore, in the King James, therefore what things of you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. That means believe you receive them when you pray them. That means the moment you ask, you have it. Oh, y'all don't, come on now. Do I have anybody here who walks by faith? The moment you ask it, you have it. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I've been asking a long time. Well, we need to search out how you've been asking, first of all. Okay? Because if, you are, if you're going to pray and ask in faith, you need to pray and ask according to the will of God, according to his, to his plan. And if you are asking that way, the Bible says you have it. Everybody say, I have it. 
So that's why I can go back to Philippians 4, 6 and talk about how uh, when, I, when I make my request, I do it with thanksgiving. Because when I made the request, it becomes a present possession. Not I'm going to have it. Not I'm going to have it. I have it. It is my present. Present is right now. It is my present possession. I possess it right now. Oh, man. I don't know if y'all get this. I possess it right now. See, the problem is, if you're walking by sight, you're looking at your hands like, I don't possess nothing. Well, the moment you do that, you just step out of faith or you never were in faith to begin with. We walk by faith and not by sight. So when you're in faith, you must know with, with, with assurance, with confidence, that the moment you ask, it came into your life. Now, it then is a matter of time before it materializes into this 3D world. We call it manifestation. But I have it now. I have it now. How many of y'all, you've asked God for some things in your life? Well, when do you have it? Now. When do you have it? Now. Now, now if, if you can't give thanksgiving on that, See, some, some people waiting to praise when they see the, see the car in the, in the driveway. Uh, waiting to praise when they get the keys to the house. Waiting to praise when, when they come down the aisle. But no, no, no. You got to praise now because you know you have it now. Present possession. Y'all getting this here. So when I place a demand on God's supply, heaven's supply, God releases immediately. See how y'all didn't say anything? He releases immediately that supply into my life. You remember in the book of Daniel when Daniel, he fasted, ended up being 21 days? Y'all remember that? And we like to do the 21-day Daniel fast. You know Daniel didn't intend to fast 21 days. That's not his intention. It wasn't his intention. We don't fast 21 days like Daniel. No, Daniel was going to fast until he got an answer. It just happened to be that it took 21 days for him to get the answer. Not because the answer wasn't released, but because the answer was held up in the heavenly realm and the angel had to get some backup. Here comes Gabriel, the messenger angel, with the, with the answer, but Michael has to come and do some warfare in the heavenlies to get that breakthrough. But he was going to fast till he got it. And I believe him, him, him fasting and praying and seeking God is what, what released those angels to go, that reinforcement to go and make sure that answer that he was asking for was coming. And that when the angel got it, he said, he said, listen, God heard you and he sent me the first day. Y'all missing. He, hear, he heard you and he sent me the first day. That means when you ask in faith, oh, man. If you, if you actually release your faith, then your answer, your, your manifestation, your deliverance, your miracle was released from heaven on the first day. Well, I'm preaching to myself. It was released on the first day. It's a present possession. 
to present possession. And when you, when you get an understanding of that, then you won't quit. Hebrews 10 talks about cast not away, therefore your confidence, for it has great recompense of reward. Don't, don't, don't cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your confidence. I'm confident of this very thing. I'm confident that he who has begun a good work shall perform it, shall complete it. He released it on day one. He's going to make sure it, whatever it takes to get it to me in my life is going gonna, gonna to happen. I'm confident of that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to say it again. When I place a demand on heaven's supply, God releases that supply into my life immediately. Immediately. Hallelujah. Pastor, it's been five years. Well, there's been a holdup. And it's not been from God. You know Psalm 84 verse 11, don't you? The Lord God is a son and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Hallelujah. You, you know, we read in Proverbs every month. I can't, I can't tell you the, the, uh, the chapter and verse, but one of those verses tells, tells us that uh, when someone comes to you and you have something that belongs to them, uh, don't tell them, go and come back tomorrow, I'll give it to you. When you have it in your hand to give it. Y'all remember that? So don't tell them about no, come back later, I'll give it to you when you have it in your hand to give it. When you ask God for something, does he have it in his hand to give it or not? So he's not going to make you come back tomorrow and ask for it. Maybe I'll give it to you tomorrow. No, he releases it right away to us. Hallelujah. He doesn't withhold any good thing from those who walk up rightly. Are y'all hearing that? So everything you've already prayed for has been released. Everything you're believing for, it's already been released. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So what has to happen, the Bible says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. After you patiently endure, you inherit the promises, right? So what happens is it's been released, but when God releases it, he releases it to where you're going. You missed that. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't know that five minutes ago. He releases it to where you're going. Not to where you are. He's leading you. He's leading you. So uh, I don't know how many of y'all like football, but a good a good quarterback, a good quarterback is gonna lead his receiver. So a good quarterback is not necessarily gonna throw to where receiver is because he, he wants to throw it to where he needs him to go. So when God releases a blessing into your life, you wait waiting for it to come where you are. You got to keep moving because it's going gonna, it's gonna to beat you where you're supposed to be. Tell your neighbor, just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Keep moving. You're going to run right into your blessing. I say you're going to run right into your miracle. You're going to run right into your manifestation. You're going to run right into that, that open door, that break. You're going to run right into it as he leads you. Y'all got it? All right, now, we're talking about supply on demand. Supply on demand. All right? So 
I told you this, this was two Sundays ago, we started this here, that when you walk and live and pray by faith, in faith, you start rejoicing. This is what we just read here. You start rejoicing before you see the supply. Right? Now, remember Jesus Christ fed the 5,000 over in Matthew 15. I want to look at that real quick. Matthew, Matthew 15. Look at that real quick. Matthew 15. Because this, this is our model. He's our model here. Matthew 15. We talked about it. Let's, let's look at it. Verse 32 through 38. When you get it, say, I got it. Says now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me how long? Three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. Then the disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? They're in what we call a deficit. What is a deficit? It's when there's not enough supply to meet the demand. They're in a deficit. Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few little fish. Now watch what Jesus does. Because he, he's aware of the deficit. He knows they have seven loaves and a few little fish, but he's looking on that crowd and it's thousands. He doesn't know how many thousands as of yet, but he knows it's thousands of people. And these, these uh, seven loaves and a few little fish wouldn't feed him and his, and his entourage. Y'all got it? So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. Everybody say prepare. prepare. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. Everybody say prepare. prepare. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks. Everybody say praise. praise. Broke them and gave them to, his, to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude. So notice that before the miracle happened, he prepared and he praised. Now you'll catch this by next Thursday. He's facing a deficit yes, sir. in the natural. But he's not going to wait till he sees the supply to prepare. And he's not going to wait till he sees the supply to praise. And so if you catch that, you might realize where you've been coming short. Okay, y'all are good on this side. Maybe it's you on this side. You might realize where you've been coming short. That you've been asking God to do things because you've seen a deficit in your life, but rather than preparing and praising, you've been waiting and holding up and waiting on the supply to come before you praise. So you're waiting. Your, your mode of operation is get the supply, then praise, then prepare. That ain't how it works. When you ask in faith, he releases the supply into your life immediately. Whether you see it or not, it's been released immediately. So then my job is to prepare and praise in advance. Make them all sit down. And then he says he gave thanks, gave thanks, he gave thanks, he gave, that's praise. Broke them and gave them to the disciples and the disciples of the multitude. So they all ate, so they all ate, and they all ate off of Seven loaves and a few fish, they all ate and were filled. They took up seven large baskets full of fragments that were left. So they went from a deficit to a surplus. In between deficit and surplus, there was preparation and praise. Oh, 
I'm telling you, if you want to stay in deficit territory, don't praise. If you want to stay in deficit territory, don't prepare. Just keep waiting on the manifestation. Just stay right there. Just, just keep on waiting, and you'll stay in deficit territory. But if you want to shift from deficit to surplus, go ahead and prepare for what you ask God for and praise him like it's already there. Because it has been released into your life. Then we read those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children, so on and so forth. Y'all got this. All right, now, why am I preparing and praising? Remember what we read in 1 John 5, verse 15. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge. This is confidence, ladies and gentlemen. That we have granted us as our present possessions the request made of him. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. All right, so prepare and praise. That's my act of faith. Okay? All right, now, Philippians 4.19, go back there. Because we see here that heaven's supply is waiting on those on earth to release their faith. Okay? Heaven's supply is waiting. Heaven is stopped. <laughs> you can't bankrupt heaven. Heaven is overstock.com. Heaven is over heaven, heaven is 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 fully supplied. With with livers and kidneys. Hearts, colons, come on now, everything you need, everything you need in your life, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, heaven stop with it. Hallelujah. Now Philippians 4.19 says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So his riches are supply for our demand. You got it? So heaven has a supply, but it'll stay there unless somebody puts a demand on it. Okay? So that's what we're talking about is putting a demand on God's supply. All right? Give me that same verse, media, please, in Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. Look at what it says. And my God will liberally supply. Who has that? Who sees that? Who sees that? And my God will liberally supply. That's surplus. Fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So liberally supply. Liberally means he, he's going to go above what you need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I remember back when I was a younger uh, fellow. Uh, and uh, you, you used, we used to get soda out of a soda machine. And you put your 50 cents in and you got one soda. You remember that back 50 cent soda? And, uh, but every once in a while, some, something would happen to the machine. Come on, some of y'all remember going to the snack machine and you, 
you push, you push B6 and two snicker bars will fall? Glory. Oh. Shut So God's going to always outdo, overdo what you're asking for. He's not the God of less than enough or just enough. He's eligible to the God of more than enough. So he's going to liberally supply. Fill to the full your every need. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. All right, now, I want to go, go through real quick uh, our last few minutes here. Some, some keys, some specific keys to receiving divine supply on demand. Some specific keys to receiving divine supply on demand. I, I want us all to operate with this here. I don't want anybody else in this church broke. I don't, I don't want anybody here broke. I don't want anybody here needing something and you can't go get it. The Lord told us a few years ago we never should have to choose between what we need and what we need. If you need this, get it. If you need that, get it. And if you want this, get it. And if you want this, get it. My wife and I are looking for, for some furniture, a piece of furniture, and uh, I was telling her we were looking at some stuff, and she was like, well, you want to spend that. Let's get that right there. And, and I said, you know, what, one thing I don't want to do is settle and buy this one and get it home, and three months later you'll be like, we know, we know we should have got that other one. No, let's, let's go ahead from the front. Buy the one we want. Just buy, buy the one. Tell you that, but buy the one you want. I'm talking about supply and demand. Oh, I, I, I get there. I get there. You know which one you want. Yeah, you know the one you want. The one you keep going back to. Right, you gotta save. You gotta. You gotta bookmark. You gotta. You got a heart on that one. In the cart waiting on the supply. Right? Y'all gotta, you gotta really, really pay attention to what I'm telling you because I don't want you to get goofy with what I'm telling you. Okay, you can't get goofy. I want, I want to teach you how this works because we've been doing this a long time. Okay? I need you to hear me. I'm not telling you this by faith. I'm telling you this by experience. By experience, okay? I've well, done this over and over and over and over and over again. To the point, it, it just, it would just shock me. Just, Lord, I, I don't know. Okay. God, how do you keep doing that over and over again? How do you keep restocking, refilling? Replenishing the account. Never in the supply. Y'all better hear me tonight. 
So some keys to receiving the divine supply. Now, I've already talked about one of the keys tonight, which is thanksgiving. Okay, thanksgiving is a key to receiving this supply. Because thanksgiving demonstrates your faith. Can I, can I go a little further with that thanksgiving? I'm not going to go into the scriptures. I just want you to hear this. Thanksgiving about everything. Be thankful about everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. You want to do God's will? Give thanks in everything. Don't dare, don't dare tear into your food and you didn't thank God for it. Some of y'all, your fast ends at 4 o'clock. 40003. It ain't even 401, it's 40003. Three seconds into four o'clock, you tearing into your food and then you stop saying, hands already greasy. Just wait, you watching the clock. No, stop and give thanks for everything. Wake up in the morning, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Starting, thank you, Lord. Lay down at night, God, thank you for keeping me all, all day long, watching over me. Get to work, thank you, Lord, for giving me, getting me to work safely every day. Everything. Hallelujah. Look at the clothes you have. Thank you, Lord, for these clothes. Look at the car you already have. Thank you, Lord, for this car. It ain't the one I, I'm dreaming about, but I thank you because it was the one I was dreaming about six years ago. That apartment in the, in the, it's not your dream house, but it's the one you believe in God for. You sold a see that apartment seven years ago. Thank him for it every day. To this day, thank God for it. Okay, all right, let me move on from that. Move on. Thank God for the job you're on every day, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for this job. Okay, next one divine authorization. Divine authorization. Divine authorization. You know, when you go to your account, you know, if I were to hand you my, my debit card, uh, you couldn't just go use it without. Uh, a pin code or a signature or something like that, right? So you got to have a pin code, a signature, a password, something that grants you access to that supply. John 16, 23 and 24. This, is, this one is very simple. John 16, 23 and 24. Jesus says this, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, can we read that like, like we're intelligent? I'm not saying you know what I'm saying. I, I want us to read it intelligently because I want you to just see it. Ready? Go. And in that day, most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So we see this, see this most assuredly, this second sentence, most assuredly. So we have a guarantee on what we're about to read. Most assuredly, I say to you, who's the I? Jesus talking to you. Now Jesus can't lie. So we have a we have a, a, a guarantee on Jesus who can't lie. Okay? He says, whatever you ask, this is called carte blanche. This is called blank check. You come on this side. Whatever you ask. Now he's telling us who to ask. This is called reading intelligently. Who are we going to ask? The Father. Because the Father is the one that has the supply. 
So I'm putting a demand on his supply. So whatever I ask the Father, now here is the access code, in my name. So the check must have his signature on it. Okay? This is divine authorization here. Glory to God. So once I have his signature on it, once I have his pin code, I have full access to heaven's accounts. I don't know if y'all caught that. I have full access to heaven's accounts. Boy, y'all not catching this. I have full access to heaven's accounts. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He has unlimited supply. And he says, just ask the father in my name. And it says, he will give you. This is most assuredly, he will give you. He will give you. He will give you. So I can thank God for that. Because I know that I have the access. I have the authorization. And he's not going to wrap me on my knuckles for asking for something like that. Boy, 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 boy. Verse 24. Until now, because y'all didn't get excited about that. It's all right. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. And you will receive that or so that your joy may be full. What will make your joy full? Come on now. Not picking that one that you really didn't want. I'm trying to find somebody. Not, not settling and picking that one you didn't really want. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. Who accepts that? Who accepts that tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This, 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 this cut and dry. We don't have to get real deep, do we, Jordan? This is, this is real cut and dry. Ask the Father in my name. He'll give it to you. Are y'all catching that? Yes. If I said, if I said, hey, to my to my child, hey, run it, run in there and tell your mom I, I told I told her I told uh, I said to give you a, give you a, a blow pop, right? Could you could you understand that if I if I said, hey, run, my, my daddy said my daddy said give me a, my daddy said I can have a blow pop, right? My daddy said I can have a cool pop. I mean, can, can you conceive that? Well, how come it's so hard for us to conceive when you need housing and transportation and wardrobe and tuition for your kids and for yourself and or healing touching your body? 
Jesus Christ already gave us his authorization. He said, here, here, use my card. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Okay? Y'all got this? Divine authorization. Okay, I got to keep going because it, it gets a little media here. Okay? Next one here. I only, have, I only have two more here, but they're a little bit longer. A lifestyle of obedience. A lifestyle of obedience. These are keys to receiving supply on demand. A lifestyle of obedience. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. Because the supply is heaven's treasures, right? Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice diligently. It means do it with all your might. The voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, verse 2, shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now watch what happens in verse 12. Verse 12 says this. The Lord will open to you. He'll open to you. Come on now. Now this is all based on obedience in verse 1 and 2. A lifestyle of it. I'm always obeying God. Whatever he says to me, I'm doing it. I'm obeying his words. I'm obeying his commandments. I'm not, not trying, trying to uh, circumvent God's, God's laws. I'm not trying to dance with the devil and see how close I can get to sinning and not go to hell. No, I'm diligently obeying his voice. I'm hearkening to his voice to obey him. And he says, if I do this, verse 12 says, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to my land in its season and to bless. As a result, I shall be a lender. But I shall not borrow because I will not have to. Are you following me here? He's not condemning you if you borrow. What he's saying is you won't have to because you're living a lifestyle of obedience so much so that he's pouring out blessing. He's opened his storehouse. He's opened his treasure, his treasury to you because you are walking a lifestyle of obedience. And when you're a good child, y'all ain't saying nothing. You must have been the harder head one. When you're a good child, You can ask for anything. But matter of fact, stuff you don't have to even ask for. Your mama, your daddy bringing it home for you because they just want to bless you. Everybody say a lifestyle of obedience. Give me 1 John 3, 22 and 23. 1 John 3, verse 22 and 23. A lifestyle of obedience. It says this in verse 22. says, and whatever we ask, whatever we ask, whatever we ask, can y'all get this church folk? Yes, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, 
me see something here. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You missed last Wednesday. <laughs> and what have we? <laughs> and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Jesus said, he said, the Father always hears me because I always do those things that please him. He said, the Father always hears me because I always do those, do those things that please him. So if you and I make it our aim to please God, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 talks about that. I'm making my aims be well pleasing to him. Then he will always hear us. And we will always have whatever we ask of him. And this is his commandment, verse 23, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So part of our uh, obedience, walking this lifestyle of obedience, is always loving people. Hello? Any of y'all ever met somebody or have to deal with folk that are kind of unlovable or unlikable? You have to love them and love them because that's a commandment. And when we love them as a commandment, what happens is you and I uh, have this open heavens that we can ask God for whatever we want and he'll do it. Hallelujah. How many of y'all are getting this tonight? So a lifestyle of obedience. Okay. Now let's look at this last one here. So we're talking about divine authorization, lifestyle of obedience. No, give me, give me, uh, I don't, let, let me not move from that real quick. Give me that section, that verse that passes there, 1 John 3, in the CEV. 1 John, uh, yeah, thank you. It says, he will give us whatever we ask because we obey him and do what pleases him. I just want to put it in plain, simple English here, Shay. He will give us whatever we ask because we obey him and, and do what pleases him. This, this, this is like too simple, Chris. This is like so simple, you like, your brain is like, no, it's not that easy. I'm right about it. I know I'm right. I'm looking at your face, it's like, it's not that easy. Well, if it's not that easy, then the Holy Spirit is a liar, and he's not a liar, he's a spirit of truth. He will give us whatever we ask because we obey him and do what pleases him. You know, you have multiple children, but you might have one that say, oh, he, he can get whatever he want. No, you, you, you don't, you're not going to admit it. You're not going to admit it. Child, I'm, they can get whatever they want to. Now, I'm blessed. All, all of my children are. All, all, they get nervous. Which one? Is it you? Is it me? It's all of you. They can get whatever they want because they obey. If I, being evil, know how to give good things to my children, God's child. Yes. Do you strive to be an obedient child? Yes. He says he'll give us whatever we ask. Give me that same thing, same verse in Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. And we receive from him whatever we ask 
because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions and injunctions, follow his plan for us, and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. Okay, we made it a little bit harder now, because that CEV was too simple. This is a little, little more, uh, okay, a little more beef to it here. We receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions. Can God suggest things to you? Don't wear that today. <laughs> no, don't, don't do your hair like that this week. Hallelujah. I mean, just, I'm just saying, these are his little suggestions. His injunctions. Follow his plan for us and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. Amen. All right, let me move on to this last one. I got 15 minutes here. Let's finish this out. Okay. So divine authorization, lifestyle of obedience. This last section is a, is a key. It's, in fact, a master key to receive this, this supply. It's a lifestyle of honor. It's a lifestyle of honor. A lifestyle of honor. Malachi 3.10, y'all know that scripture? Malachi 3.10, all the non-tithers get nervous when you read the scripture. Because they're missing the point. Malachi, the whole book of Malachi is a book about honor. You go back to Malachi chapter 1, and God begins to lay out what honor looks like and what it doesn't look like. And he said, if you honor your, your fathers, how come you don't honor me? You honor your governors, how come you don't honor me? And he goes through chapter 1 and chapter 2, and by the time you get to chapter 3, he's talking about, he said, y'all are not honoring me, he says, uh, in your tithes and offering, you're robbing me. So tithing is an act of honor. And I, don't, I know you get all the goofy people today, well, tithing is under the law, and we don't have to tithe and all that kind of stuff. Okay, let's not even argue about that. Because tithing was before the law, and it's after the law. But the principal point about tithing is honor, not about law. And so when you tithe, it's an act of honor. And when you make tithing a lifestyle, you are living part of this lifestyle of honor. So notice what promise God makes in this Malachi 3. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this. Make a demand in this, says the Lord. If I will not open for you. Are y'all seeing it? Yeah. The windows. We're talking about now a supply. Remember, that's where all the supply is. It's this treasure box. He says, if I would open for you windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there would not be room enough to receive it. So in other words, I can take you from a deficit to surplus because you are honoring me through your tithing. So when people like to say, well, I don't believe in tithing, well, you don't believe in honor. It's not that you don't believe in tithing, it's that you don't believe in honor. Because tithing is about honor. It's God's way he set up for us to honor him. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know how to honor your governors. You know how to honor your fathers, he says. But where, where is my honor? So then when, it, when, we, when we honor him in our tithe, then he says, I will open for you. How many of y'all want heaven open for you? I will open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you. Are y'all grabbing hold of that? Pour out for you. Somebody say for me. Such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Thank you, Lord. So my wife and I, we've always tithed. When times are rough, we tithe. When we didn't have anything, we tithe. We tithe before Duke got anything. It was so funny. My wife, she was going through and cleaning out some, something out of her closet. I don't know where that was. You found an old box of, uh, found a checkbook. And she said, look, was our heart in the kingdom or not? She went to this old checkbook. We, we haven't used checks, I don't think, since 2013. We, we're not, that's so antiquated now. And, uh, but this was way back then. And uh, the whole checkbook, Souls Harvest Fellowship, Souls Harvest Fellowship, Souls Harvest Fellowship, Souls Harvest Fellowship, Philip Derber, Philip Derber, Souls Fellowship, then Exceeding Grace, I think it might have switched. Did it, did it switch then? It was all Souls Harvest Fellowship and other ministries and so forth like that. It was all that. The whole checkbook. So I'm not going to apologize now for having more than I have room enough to receive. It's a principle that God set up. And if you and I will honor God, he'll always do it for us. That went over like a lead balloon. Thank you, Jesus. This is honor, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what I want to teach you is about honoring God. Okay, because this, this opens the door to this manifestation here. John 15, verse 7 and 8. John 15, verse 7 and 8, and then verse 16. John 15, verse 7 and 8, verse 16. Says, Jesus says this, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, read it, you will ask what you desire. I don't know if this is getting any more simple, Joe. And it shall be done for you. By this, by what? You asking whatever you desire and it being done by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. How would you bear the fruit? By asking Did I lose y'all 30 minutes ago? Go back to verse 7. Go back to verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. This is honoring God here. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So God is glorified when you and I are bearing fruit. We can, we can summarize that by saying manifesting. So he's glorified. God is honored by our manifestation. Hold on now. You'll get it. He's honored. He's glorified the more we manifest. Okay, verse 16, verse 16 says, you do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You should go make, uh, manifest some things. 
and that your fruit should remain. Now, I know people say, well, this is talking about going out and winning souls, but he didn't talk about souls in that whole chapter. I mean, we bear, I mean, winning souls is going to glorify God. Now, I'm not going to argue with you on that, but he didn't mention that in this whole chapter. It's all about you asking for whatever you want. He's talk, he's, that whole chapter, he's talking about his friendship. Talking about you being his friend. He, he doesn't want to talk about you being his worker. Talking about you being his friend. Are y'all catching this here? These, this, this, is, this, is, this is the benefits, the rewards of friendship with Jesus Christ. He says um, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. He may, or he, he, he is allowed to give you now. Not that may doesn't mean might, like maybe he will, maybe he won't. It means now because you, you and I are friends with him and, I, and we're gathering his fruit, now he, he's able to give us these things. Are you catching this? So watch this. So every time I manifest something in the earth realm, it is glorifying and honoring God. Now watch this. If you allow this, here's where you and I need to shift. Because we've been trying to manifest things for our glory. We've been asking for our glory. But if we would shift and understand that we're God's walking billboards, we're his walking commercials, then everything I manifest is for his glory, and I'm doing it to honor him, now it changes my motivation. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. Let me add a scripture here. Let me add a scripture. 2 Corinthians 1.20. I, I sense the struggle. 2 Corinthians 1.20. I'm just trying to tell you, you're, you're hearing somebody from somebody with experience. Okay? Okay? Amen. 2 Corinthians 1.20, you've heard the scripture before. For all the promises of God in him are, in yes. Him are yes and in him amen. amen to the glory of God through us. Praise God. We say yes and amen. I say yes and amen. God, thank you for your promises. I say yes and amen. Okay, but watch. It's to the glory of God. So the promises are yes and in him amen to the glory of God. So me saying amen must be for the glory of God. Some of y'all are scratching your brain right now. It must be for the glory of God. I want this manifestation. I want the promises for the glory of God. Whereas you and I have been used to saying it, trying to get it for us. Oh, God, I, I want a new house. Ha, ha. Wonderful. But you got to understand, the house has to be for the glory of God. Holy Ghost, help me get this through to the people. You, you, you and I have to get over ourselves being the object of the attention. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
We must make it so that everything I do here on this earth is for the glory of God. I need, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, my wife and I, we, we're, not, we're not driving a Bentley yet. Rolls Royce yet. Don't have the Maybach yet. But we, we've learned to operate on our level where we are. And, and God has given us vehicles, but we've also purchased vehicles. The, the second to the last vehicle that we purchased, the one that uh, I mainly drive, um, uh, you know, it's not a Bentley, but um, God, yeah, it's an infinity. And uh, <coughs> I could have bought something cheaper, less expensive, that would have had, um, you know, with, with no label on it. Y'all know what I mean. I'm, trying, I'm trying, trying not to offend anybody. But what, what we understand is, please, please take this. For the message we preach and the anointing we carry, we have to drive, live, wear, carry a certain level. Now, don't get offended. Don't get upset about that. Because I've been teaching you for the last two Wednesdays that you are princes sitting with princes. And the moment you understand that as a prince, as a royal priesthood, that you have the same duty, it's your responsibility then you understand what you drive, what you wear, or how you live is not simply a reflection on you. It's a reflection on the one that you're friends with, the one you serve, the one you represent. Y'all better catch me. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, get over you. This is about glorifying God. All his promises are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So God's supposed to begin some glory through us. That promise is for his glory. You get to enjoy it, but it's for his glory. Oh, can I find three people that'll get this one? You get to live in it, but it better be for his glory. You get to wear it, but it's for his glory. All his promises, they are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So God wants to demonstrate and get himself glory through me and through you. So let him. And don't limit him. To what you can afford. Because if you limit it to what you can afford, you are not placing a demand on his supply. You're only placing a demand on your supply. And your supply is not according to his riches and glory. Your supply is according to your riches and your account. Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, this is for somebody. I'm going to keep preaching it. Listen to, listen to this very carefully. Man, if you do what you do to honor God, he will pay for it. I'm going to say it again. If you do what you do to honor God, he will pay for it. I'm going to say it again. If you do what you do to honor God, he will pay for it. Now, if you're doing it just for you, he's not obligated. But if you do it to honor him, he will pay for it. If you want to be excellent to honor God, he'll pay for it. If you want to improve to honor God, he will pay for it. If you want to redecorate, reconfigure to honor God, he will pay for it. Everything I told y'all, everything we want to do around this church over the last, last 23 years, however long we've been in this building, it has all been to honor God. That's why he's always paying for it. And I got news for you, and most of the things we've done didn't come out of this church. Didn't come because y'all gave the money. I know I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it wasn't because y'all were so rich and gave all this money. It's because we set out to honor God and what we did, and God would send money from the left and the right and the north and the south and the east and the west because he will pay for it if you want to do it to honor him. And I'm telling you, if you do whatever you do to honor God, don't go by what's in your account. He will pay for it. It's to the glory of God through us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I got a shift. I got a shift. Proverbs 21, 2. Proverbs 21, 2. What does it say? It says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. So that means you can't say, okay, God, I'm doing this to honor you. But, but see, he's going to weigh your heart. He's going to check your heart. It is really to honor me or you're trying to look fancy. You're trying to be cute. You're trying to be something. Y'all don't like this preacher anymore. You trying to be something. See, because this is not about self-aggrandizement. It's not about us uplifting ourselves. It's about us representing and reflecting the glory and the royalty of God. I'm his representative in the earth. To the glory of God through us. To the glory of God through us. So it can't be this selfish motivation. Oh, let's, let's, let, let me give you another know, scripture on that. Give me James 4, 1 through 3. James 4, 1 through 3. James 4, 1 through 3. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and you don't have. You murder and covenant cannot obtain. You fight in the war, yet you do not have simply because you do not ask. Then he says, you ask, when you do ask, you don't receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. So when the wrong motivation is there, he said, that's why I don't grant it to you. Because you're trying to make yourself something. Not understanding I'm here to make God look like something. Make God look like something? Yes, because your folk in the world can't see God. All they can see is you who calls yourself one of his people. 
So when you and I make it our aim to be well-pleasing, make it our aim to honor God with our lives, then he says, I'll pay the bill. Uh, let, me ask this, let me ask this question. How many of y'all parents, uh, when your children were little, before they had the little job at McDonald's and stuff, when they didn't have any money and birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day time or Christmas came around and they said they wanted to get you something, what'd you do? You would give them the money. You would give them the money to get you something. Okay, none of y'all have been through that. When your kids didn't have the money and they really wanted to honor you, you would give them the money because they want to honor you. Anybody I'm talking about? Three of y'all? Just three of y'all? But this is the same way our Father God works. When we want to honor him, he'll give us the goods to honor him. Man, I'm about to, I'm about to go eat on y'all. Let me go eat. I don't, I don't know if y'all even listen to what I'm saying. Are y'all listening? Is anybody listening to what I'm saying to you? That when you switch your motives, yes. switch your motives. Now, this is a big switch. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's a big switch because most of us uh, are, are conditioned to, I'm, I'm doing this because, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get some or, or I'm, I'm even trying to prove something. Many times we try to do stuff because we're trying to prove that we're better than our cousin. We're competing with ghosts of our past and trying to outdo folk and we got covetousness and all in our all in our hearts. But if we can break away from that covetousness and say, God, I want everything I do to honor you and be for your glory. God say, I'll pay for that. Because the world's gonna take notice. Give, give me a, go to, give, um, I'm out of time. Let me, let me go to a scripture here. Second, uh, Second Chronicles 3. Second, Chron Second Chronicles 9, rather. Second Chronicles 9, 3, 3 through 9. 3 through 9. In the CEV. The queen, you know the queen of Sheba came to see Solomon. You remember the queen of Sheba came to see Solomon? The queen was amazed at Solomon's wisdom. She was breathless when she saw his palace, the food on his table. She was breathless. When she, when she saw his, his palace, his house, that's his house, his house. She could not understand it when she saw his house. No, y'all not. I'm talking about somebody kind of house you're supposed to be living in. People come over, that's what they're supposed to see. His palace, the food on his table, his officials, all his servants in their uniforms, the sacrifices he offered at the Lord's temple. She said, Solomon, in my own country, I had heard about your wisdom and all you've done, but I didn't believe it until I saw it with my own eyes. And there's so much I didn't hear about. You are greater. Notice she says, you 
are greater than I was told. Keep going. Your people and officials are lucky, she says here, this is CEV, to be here when they can listen to the wise things you say. Now watch verse 8. Come on now. Your car can make the heathens. I'm going home. I'm about to go home. Your house can make the heathens. Ain't nobody over there either. How your whole operations are set up. can make the heathens. She said, I praise the Lord your God. Now watch what she recognized, Deke. She said, he is pleased with you. I see. She said, the Lord, your, your God is pleased with you. Your God is pleased with you. Now she's basing all this on what she sees. What, what he has. And she says, your God is pleased with you. And has made you king of Israel. God loves the people of, his, of this country and will never desert them. So he has given them a king who will rule fairly and honestly. Now watch. Watch this. Watch this. Remember I said, if you honor God, he'll pay for it. The queen of Sheba gave Solomon more than four tons of gold, a large amount of jewels, and the best spices anyone had ever seen. What did she do? She just... She just God just used her to pay for more honor. Yeah, four tons. Matter of fact, another translation says four and a half tons. Four and a half tons of gold. You trying to get your little ring. <laughs> trying, trying to get me a little, little I want to get me a little Tiffany, a little Tiffany. <laughs> but see, you trying to get a Tiffany so you can look good. I know y'all got to chew on this and decide if you're going to quit this church on Sunday. But you got to really, really think about this. What's my motivation? Is it to exalt myself or to exalt God? Because I make, if I make exalting God the reason behind it, then he said, I'll take care of it. I'll pay for it all. See, it's the lifestyle of honor. And whatever you need, here comes the supply. Here comes the supply. So just switch. Just switch. God, I want my next car to really honor you. <laughs> yeah, I want you to really be honored. I remember uh, one, one vehicle we had, this is, this, we were still in debt then. We were still playing around with that system. We, thank God we got out. One day, man, I pulled up to, to a traffic light in the big old, <laughs> I, had, I must have had my window down or something, or the guy must have, you know, did like that. Hey, hey. So I rolled my window down. I said, hey, how you doing, brother? He 
said, he looked at how I was dressed, he said, man, what church you go to? I'm going to get back there with no debt this time, though. We're going to get back there with no debt this time. We were looking good with debt. The ladder going to be greater. This is all about glorifying God. Hallelujah. Supply on demand. Whatever you need, God's got it. He'll release it. In fact, the moment you ask in faith, he's already released it. Especially if you make up in your heart that everything I do, it's to honor God. You make up in your mind, I'm doing this to honor God. He will not withhold anything from you. God, I want you glorified. I want you magnified. How I, how I come across. How, how, I, how I dress. Come on now. You can't be out at, no, at a restaurant and people know you know you Christian, you don't bow your heads to pray before the, before the meal, then you leave a track for a tip. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. I left him a card and invited him to the EGCC. Doggone, don't leave him an EGCC card. No. Oh, I'm a representative of the king. So we're going to bless people. Amen? Well, I'm going to run out. No, God's going to take, I told you he's going to pay for it. I don't know who this is for, but you mark my words. From this day forward, you set out everything you do, God, I'm going to honor you in this and watch him start paying for everything. Watch him start paying for everything. He's going to pay for bigger and better and grander and nicer you get to enjoy it, but it's, it's for the glory of God. It's for the glory of God. God, I want you to be exalted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He'll take care of it. Thank you, Lord, today, tonight for the word. Thank you, Lord, that your people have received. I believe they have received by faith. I pray, Lord, that every one of us will make that adjustment. It's a major not a fine adjustment, it's a major adjustment that we have to make in our, our hearts to shift from seeking things for our own pleasure and for our own lusts, asking amiss, simply because we want something for us and for people to say something about us. Lord, we're here to please you. We're here to honor you. We're here to glorify you. We're here to represent you. I pray that God, as you help us to do that, I'm asking you to help us to do that. And as we do, I'm asking you, Father, that you will not let my words fall to the ground. That every person who sets in their hearts to please you, that they'll find the supply begins to flow in such a way that it'll be, it'll be baffling to the natural mind. Hallelujah. Thank you for houses and vehicles and these tangible things that the world looks at, things that the world 
recognizes and sees when they're judging about whether we serve a good God or not. We know we serve a good God. The things they say, God, you certainly don't want us impressed by the world to the point we begin to even covet and start to envy and become fretful against the workers of iniquity, of the workers of iniquity. Your words said that God, they shall soon be cut down like the grass and withers the green herb. Lord, we want to walk in such a way that our whole lives will be commercials for your glory and your goodness. I pray that, God, your hand of blessing will be upon your people and we'll see the open heavens in our lives each and every day. I declare and decree it so. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. And amen. Come on and give God praise tonight. <laughs>